have you ever heard of Substack? Substack is a network base that allows writers, podcasters, musicians, and various people to come together and collaborate and share their ideas with the world. I personally, here at Jesus in a Cup of Joe, I subscribe to The Bad Christian. It's a wonderful read, and I invite all of you to do that. So why don't you go over to substack.com, look up The Bad Christian, and tell them that Jesus in a Cup of Joe sent you. Hello, and welcome to the Jesus in a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus in a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time to spend it with me. We are going to jump into the book of Acts. This is going to be a series that I'm going to do over the next several weeks to dive in and really just... Um, Lay, lay acts out on everything that's taken place and then hopefully uh, drum up some interest um, with you guys listening. And so you got to understand that the book of Acts is takes place where the Gospels leave off. This is the reporting actions of the apostles and the work of the Holy Spirit. It begins in Jerusalem and, is, and as the church is established, it grows rapidly and it faces intense persecution. But it provides good news to all that wants to listen. And so I think one of the best opening lines or the best way that I could describe the book of Acts to kind of sum it up before we dig into it is think of it as a match. As soon as you flick it, the friction occurs and that spark leaps from that match to whatever that tender is. And it's fueled by the wood and by the air. And as soon the heat builds up and a great fire starts and it starts at the edge and all of a sudden it consumes it. And that's what happened over 2000 years ago in Palestine. That match was struck and it started just in a little corner and then it spread beyond Jerusalem and Judea out to all ends of the world. And that's really what Acts did. Acts was the beginning of the churches. So <clears throat> getting into Acts chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote all about th that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he has chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself and gave them convincing proof that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. In one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised. For you have heard me speak, John baptized with water. In a few days, you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit. So right here we see where Luke is writing everything that he recalled, that he witnessed, that he saw, that other people had told him about. And I find it interesting when, when Jesus talked about for John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you look over at Mark 1, 8, it says, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And this is John the Baptist talking to the crowds and, and telling people about the Savior and the Messiah. All right. So then... They gathered around him and they asked, Lord, are you, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the time and the dates that my father has set 
his own authority. But you will receive power when the Spirit comes to you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and the clouds hid him from their sight. So we've already been given the map, uh, if you want to call it that, of what's about to take place. This fire is about to consume, and when I mean the fire, I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about the great movement, and the spirit is about to consume from Israel to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. This is going to be the big spread. This is going to be the thing that uh, nobody can stop because in the Old Testament, if you remember, the Spirit came on them or around them, but <clears throat> they're about to be baptized with the Spirit. The Spirit is about to be in them. So after, let's see, they were looking intensively up into the sky where he was going, and suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why do you stand here looking in the sky? The same Jesus whom has been taken from you to heaven will come back in the same way and you will that you've seen him go to heaven. So with all this going on, now we got to remember, when we go back, and we're going to go back a verse or two, back to verse 5, when they were... Um, talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, you got to understand, this is going to be Pentecost, okay? This is when the Holy Spirit is made available to all who believe in Jesus. And while they receive the Holy Spirit, they're baptized with him. And they must understand that the light is from Jesus, and it is the work of all Christians, all right? And the Spirit makes, makes its mark as the beginning of a Christian experience that we can not belong to Christ without his spirit. That's found in Romans 8, 9. And we cannot be united with Christ without his spirit. And we cannot be adopted as his children without the spirit. Do you see where I'm going with this? You have to have the spirit of God in you. You have to have the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus couldn't be on this earth. Now think about it this way. Would have been awesome to have Jesus here on this earth forever and ever and be able to, to communicate with him, to walk with him, to eat with him and all of this. That's, that would be great, but it didn't, it could not meet his, his, his mission and his purpose, I should say. So he had to go because he had to go so he could send the spirit because the spirit is what is the fire that's going to, to ignite the world. Okay. And that's what we're going to get to. Um, here soon, I think it's over in chapter two, um, is yep over in chapter two. And that may be next week's message, but right now we're looking at the fact that Jesus has promised them the Holy spirit. He has made reference to what John said when he was baptizing, when, as I read out of Mark one, eight, and as I shared with you, talk about the Holy spirit was made available to all who believe in Jesus. Now, with all that happening, it says in verse 12, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem uh, from the hill that was called the Mount, the Mount of Olives on the Sabbath walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to a room where they were staying. Those present was Peter, Mark, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, 
and Judas, son of James. Now, I'll stop right there because I want to make, make sure y'all understand this is not Judas Iscariot. This is Judas, the son of James. They were all joined together in constant prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Which, I'll stop real quick. His brothers, Have you, if you've ever paid attention when you're reading the scriptures, Jesus' brothers mocked him for the work he was doing. They didn't understand it, right? They mocked him for the longest time. But now, I guess they came around and they realized, this is the Son of God. My brother is the Son of God. And so I always found it interesting when I'm reading this, when it says, Mary, the mother of James and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120. And he said, brothers and sisters, the scriptures had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number, he shared in our ministry, and with his payment he received for the wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, and his body burst open, and his attestant spilt out. And everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, and they called the field, through their language of Alchema, the field of blood. Now, that's telling you through the Old Testament about the um, actions of Judas and what all really took place. Some have said that when Judas hung himself, the rope broke, and when his body fell to the ground, he busted open, um, just like the scriptures say. But what I want to draw your attention to real quick is when when it says, in those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Now, you got to understand, this is the same Peter who denied Christ three times, denied him three times before the, cro the rooster crowed, and even ran from a little girl who, who challenged him and said, aren't you the Galilean? Didn't you hang out with him? And he kept denying it. But he's emboldened now. Now he's done a 180. He has stepped up. He is, he is speaking uh, to the group. And now they're talking about um, what is needing to take place. Okay. So now it says, let's see, I stopped at verse 19 going into verse 20 for uh, said Peter it is written in the book of Psalms. Uh, May his place be uh, deserted and be nothing left to dwell in it. And another may be taken the place of the leadership. Verse 21, therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who, who have been with us for the whole time that Jesus has been living among us, beginning with John's baptism to the time that Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called uh, Barabbas also known as Justice, and Mathis, and then they prayed. Lord, you know our hearts. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take over the, the Apostle mission, which Judas left and his belongings. And then they casted lots, and it fell on to Mathis, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Okay, so... 
to go back and look at some of this, what I want to do is draw into the notes uh, that is written here in the Bible. It says the apostles had to choose a replacement for Judas Iscariot. Uh, they outlined specific criteria for making this choice. And after the finalists were chosen, the apostles prayed and asked God to guide them on this process. And it gives us a good example of how we should proceed on making important decisions and how we should pray on things of this nature. And then it talks about the disciples became apostles. Disciples means follower, learner, and the apostle means messenger or, or, or missionary. And these men had special assignment for spreading the good news of Jesus and his resurrection. So they went from being disciples, learners, to apostles. So now they are the messengers. They are the ones that are going to carry out all 12 of these men to, to take the good news out to the world. And another fact that I'll share with you is uh, held 50 days from the Passover, the Pentecost was also called the Festival of Weeks. This is one of the three major annual festivals that took place for Thanksgiving and harvest. And I know we haven't got into Passover yet. That starts in ver verse two, or I'm sorry, chapter two. And we haven't got into that, but um, we're going to jump into a little bit of it and try to get some of that done. Let me take a quick peek and see how long it is. I think we might be able to, to get some of this done, but, um, uh, so to recap with, with chapter one, what we see is Acts picking up right after the gospel's in. And we see that they are spending time with Jesus. He's there with them for 40 days before he's taken up into heaven. And the angels stand beside him and ask them, why are you looking uh, for Jesus who is taken to heaven that he's going to return the same way he was taken? And Jesus tells them, don't leave Jerusalem because the Spirit is coming. The Holy Spirit is coming. That was talked about. And that they questioned him because think about it. The entire time, everybody wanted to know, when is the king coming to take Jerusalem back? To kick the Romans out? To, to take over and start ruling Jerusalem like it should be ruled back in even the times of David? And Jesus came and was trying to explain to them, this is not what it's about. It's not about me physically coming in and taking Jerusalem and reestablishing Israel. This is about me saving the world. And that's what the mission was, was salvation for all those who would hear it. And think about it. When he tells them, you know, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and then in all of Judea and Samaria and in the ends of the earth. If you look at it, if you look at it this way, it's not only the Jews, it's the Gentiles. And it's, it's every person man, woman, and child that wants to hear the gospel and the good news of Jesus can receive salvation. And that's what it's about. And we read where they um, had to replace Judas. So the, so the, uh, Mathis was chosen um, to replace Judas. And they were doing all of this to set up for the big event that was coming. All right. The big event when the Holy Spirit comes to Pentecost, so they know something's coming. Like I said, Jesus told them, said something's coming. Uh, what I promised you, what my father promised you, the Holy Spirit, it's coming. And when it gets here, you're going to know it. All right. So they're staying put. Now understand 
When Jesus tells them to stay put, he's not telling them to sit on their hands and do nothing, sit over in a corner. What he's saying is don't go off nowhere. But it, but as Christians, when we are to stand put, stay put and stand our ground and hold for what uh, the Lord is about to show us, doesn't mean we need to be idle hands. What it means is we still need to be doing what we need to do as Christians, but we need to wait for what the Lord is about to tell us or show us. Because remember, he has a plan for everything. Everything that's happening uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow has already been planned out by God himself. And his son, Jesus, knows, is in the saving business, knows how to save, and, and he knows what needs to be done, and he knows every one of our hearts. And that's very important because you got a lot of people who won't believe in Jesus no matter what. And you got to understand, think about it. All right, we're getting into the book of Acts, but even if you go back into the four gospels, when at near the ending, when, you know, Jesus first appears to them, everybody's in the room except for Thomas. And that's why they called him Doubt and Thomas, because Thomas was like, well, I can't, I can't believe any of this until I see it, till I put my hands in his wounds. And the next thing you know, it, Jesus is there and he says, come on, Thomas, here it is. Stick your hands in my wounds to, to, Make sure you are good to go. And of course, you know, Thomas says, no, no, no. I don't want nothing to do with that. I believe you. And he goes, no, I need you to do this. And this is when Jesus tells him that it's, it's, it's great that he, he sees and believes, but, but blessed are those who don't see and believes. And that's where we're at today, ladies and gentlemen. We don't see Jesus, but we believe in him. We haven't seen the miracles of walking with him and talking with him. We have a relationship with him, but we wasn't there during the times uh, with the disciples. But we can step out on faith and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what it's about. So, I mean, it's it's pretty good to see the establishment of the church, because think about it, this is where the church is getting established. All right. This is the foundations, because uh, what is what does the scripture say about Jesus? He's the cornerstone. And so you got to understand the foundation is there. And what, what did he, what did he tell Peter one time? He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And so when Peter stands up and he becomes emboldened, that is amazing to see out of, out of him. All right. So what we're going to do is, um, I'm going to get into a little bit in chapter two. I don't want to go too far, um, because it, you know, I just don't want to lose track of time. Um, but getting into verse two, it said, or chapter two, verse one, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly the sound of blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seems to be tongues of fire that separate, separated and came to rest on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Just that little bit, verses one through four, or yeah, one through four. Let's, let's really get into that because, and I'm going to stop, stop here once I'm done with this for the, for this episode and we'll pick it back up. But think about it. They're all in one place and all of a sudden a blowing wind that's violent comes in from heaven and, the, and it comes into the whole house where they were sitting and it seemed like tongues of fire was resting 
Little flames were resting upon their head. This is the Holy Spirit. Remember, baptize you with, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that's what this is. This is the Holy Spirit coming into them. This is their salvation moment. All right. This is the disciples salvation moment. This is where Jesus seals them. Right. Because you have to have the Holy Spirit in you too. You have to have the Lord Jesus. You got to have the Holy Spirit. And this is where it's coming to seal them. And it says, uh, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So they were able to speak in other languages, languages they've never studied, languages they probably never knew. And we'll see next week what um, came about them speaking tongues and how it really started spreading throughout the area that they were in. So I'm going to stop, like I said, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. So we covered chapter 1 and we got into a little bit in chapter 2. I want to go ahead and stop today for the sake of time. Um, I try to keep my episodes in and around uh, 20 to 30 minutes. But next week may go a little bit longer because I will definitely get into more in chapter 2. And if if the Lord allows us, we're going to jump into chapter 3 because chapter 3 is kind of short. So we'll combine the rest of 2 and 3 together and we'll reread some in 2. Um, so we'll do all of that. So I hope you're going to stick with us for this study. I hope you enjoy um, what you're hearing. Like I said, the book of Acts, it's wonderful. Now, I am reading, uh, my Bible is the Life Application Study Bible. It's the New Living Translation. Some love the King James, and that's actually what I started out preaching with, was the King James. Um, but I come to find out I struggle with the Old English and trying to pronounce everything. And so, the New Living Translation, I really like it. Um, or, I'm sorry, this is the New Inter International Version. The New Living Translation is a wonderful uh, book too, because I keep it on my version app, the new living translation. So that way I can see what, what words have changed. But, uh, so thank you so much, um, for joining me today. And like I said, I hope and pray you got something out of this. And if you want to know more, um, and you, you like what you hear, do me a favor, drop me a line at Jesus in a cup of Joe at gmail.com. You can also, also go to our website, Jesus in a cup of Joe.com. There you're going to find all of the episodes of the podcast. You will find the blog page called uh, Beyond the Twelve. You'll also see a merchandise store and you'll also see our donation. If you feel like donating, you want to support this ministry, please do. Um, we encourage that. If not, we fully understand. Um, God's taking care of us and got us this far. We're five years into this and, you know, every little dollar helps. I'm not going to lie. Every little dollar helps. But at the end of the day, it's all about making sure that we are telling the world about Jesus. All right. So <clears throat> if you listen on the Wisdom app, um, it's a free app that you can find, whether you're Android or uh, Apple. I encourage you to download it. We're also on there. That's a, actually a live show that happens every time we get on. It's kind of live. We can have other uh, listeners jump in and have conversations. So that, that gets a little fun and we have fun with that. So, um, hopefully you'll come back and join us next week as we get into chapter two and three of the book of Acts. As always, it's wonderful to spend time with you guys. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and this ministry. 
May God bless each and every one of you. And remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of joe. God bless. Hey, this is Royce from Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Are you in the market trying to find a great gift and not sure what to do? Why don't you check out my friends at Artisans Woodwork 73? They are your one-stop shop for all of your wood needs. They do handmade cutting boards, cheese boards, stovetop covers, you name it, he can make it. So why don't you check them out, artisanswoodwork73.com. And if you use the promo code, hashtag Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you can get up to 10% off your order.